Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 503 of the JV Club with my marvelous guest, Sarah Lane. Sarah is the host of, among other things, Daily Tech News Show and Have Such a Good Day and was an absolute treat to talk to. And it was actually wonderful timing because having just come back from SF Sketchfest in San Francisco, it was really fun to uh, revisit some other San Francisco gems with Sarah. I am sure you will love this episode. And I want to thank those of you who came out to Sketchfest. It was really beautiful and emotional to be back and I'm home now and just feeling so grateful to my partners and to our staff and to our performers and to our audiences. So hooray to all that and I'll talk to you next week. This is not a visual podcast, so the best possible thing I can do is immediately start out with questions about what's behind you. But I do need to ask you what this little character who's off to your right. It's the uh, Sarah Pinata. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, th- there's a weird story behind it. Um, I this is I'm in my garage. Um, this is my studio. Your garage and- looks great. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Does not look like yeah. a garage. You're right. Yeah. Well, yeah. The rest of it does, uh-huh. but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's sort of like, it's like my VR workout area and also podcasting studio, et cetera, et cetera. But when I moved in, um, there was this pinata just like in the corner of the garage. And the owner, you know, who who I rent from, you know, I was like, what's up with the pinata? And he was like, we just thought it looked like you. I'm like, that is the weirdest (laughs) gift I've ever received, you know, but to this day, like she has no candy on her. She just kind of hangs out behind me. She's just chilling. She's just she's chilling. chilling. She doesn't she's look just, unhappy. She, I agree that she, she doesn't look she, unhappy. She doesn't look like she's, she thinks anybody's going to take no. a bat to her. <laughs> she's not like other pinatas. She's, she's like, I'm here for the long haul. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's. You, you go, pinata. You go, Everybody pinata. should have a pinata in their likeness. <laughs> I mean, I have a puppet that's. I don't know. Listen, I'm not sure the puppet is in my likeness. The puppet is in the likeness of a character that I did. So that's like a different. There you go. Um, yeah. That's a different. And also puppets to a degree are going to look kind of all the same if they have the same basic framework. Um, yeah. But now, yeah. or were you a pinata kid? Were you a I have a birthday pinatas kid? I I like a pinata. I, I don't remember it being something that I was like super into. Yeah. Myself. Like I have to have a pinata at my birthday party. Right. In fact, and I don't know, maybe we'll get into this on the show, but like I'm like uh, party averse when it has to do with me because it's mm-hmm. like Understood. too much pressure. Yes, indeed. You know, but but I'll I'll beat up a pinata for somebody else's party. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I can relate to that. I definitely feel like I had a lot of anxiety around planning birthday parties and stuff uh, when I was younger and that has carried over till now like I def I'm definitely a person who does not plan anything and then maybe the last minute someone convinces me to do something or the last minute I get a wild hair and I'm like I'll be here if you want to stop by but like even yeah like exactly but yeah I I I, am I'm definitely it's like I don't think I don't know like What's my worry? Like, no one will show up or they won't have fun. I don't know. I'm just like, so much pressure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really, I can absolutely relate to that. Um, It feels like I'm asking something of people that I don't want it to, 
I don't want anyone to feel an obligation. I guess that is it. It's like, it's not even that I'm so worried that no one would come. It's like, I'm worried that the people who would come will f- do it because they feel like they're obligated. Right. <laughs> like yeah. to our and, friendship. And, they're and sort of like a that. whole like celebrate me thing. Yeah. Which yeah. plenty of other people have no problem with, nor do nor I. Do we going have problems to their with parties. their Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a whole sort of like applying different a different set of rules to yourself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? In Sebastopol. Uh, oh, okay. California. Yeah, so um, you're, I mean, you're familiar with SF. So this is in Sonoma County, small town yeah. up in wine country, up in the wine country. Uh, which I, uh, w- where I actually reside right now, but I've spent most of my um, adult life either in San Francisco or LA. Yeah. I just, uh, there was just a, an article that was like highlighted by the New York Times or no, no, sorry. It was Surface. Uh, I get like a newsletter from Surface Magazine and they highlighted um, an article about a couple in Sonoma who's, um, they saw, this isn't, there's no fun way to say this. They saw like little worms uh, coming out of their wall at some point and um, they called a the pest control and that person found 700 pounds worth of acorns that a woodpecker had been storing in do the walls of their house do that i guess i thought they just like i don't know like pecked on pecked wood and got and got some little bugs out or something so oh, maybe this man. is like Listen, yeah. teach a man to fish. If you if you like acorns, you're also going to get mealworms out of it. So maybe you're like doubling your food intake. Seven hundred pounds of acorns. No, and then there was a you. picture of how they had like broken the wall down and there was just a cascade. It was like the shining elevator scene, but acorns. <laughs> and it was uh, oh. weird. It was super weird. And that's fresh. That is fresh from Sonoma today. Yeah, that uh, that tracks. I I don't. I I as far as I know, we don't have that going on. But we do have woodpeckers around here, and there's a current ant problem in my house. Yeah, ants oh, can man. be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I'm not alone. But boy, you know, you think like I will kill you with fire, and they go, "Well, we'll just come back tomorrow." Yeah, there's so I many know. of us. I know. We really want to be here, and I feel bad too because whenever I was younger and someone told me they're just thirsty somehow that was worse than hungry like somehow hungry I could be like flies are hungry they're gross like somehow hungry I could be like gross but the idea of them being thirsty all of a sudden I'm like oh no they're thirsty I I can't I don't want to kill them they're just thirsty like how do we lead them Pied Piper style back out just had this conversation with my mom she goes oh ants oh my god they're disgusting and I'm like I don't hate them. Yeah, on a scale I actually of, kind of, yeah. I kind of appreciate them, to be honest. I just don't want them in my house. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. how do we just, you know, yeah. politely decline? Yes. <laughs> I need you to fill up a pinata. Not that one. Yeah. No. Full of water and food. Sustenance. The Sarah pinata will not be filled with ants. Oh my <laughs> I gosh! Need you Can you imagine? To lead a little trail of honey out the door and out to the pinata, and yeah. then. And then you all just have fun. Bada big, bada boom, you're done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did and so it was a small town. Was your high school also small, or was it like a feeder school where a bunch of different, you know, little areas all met up in one mega school? Or somewhere yeah. In so so Sebastopol, California. I, I'm not exactly sure what the latest census says, but uh-huh. when I when I was growing up, it was probably about 7,500 people. Yeah. So small town. Yeah. But the actual most of the people lived outside the city limits. So that 
you know, myself included, we lived on an apple orchard oh, nice. um, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, which was really nice. My parents were <laughs> clearly trying to stay out of cities. But uh, because of that, the, you know, all the kids who lived in that big swath of land all went to the same high school. So my high school was actually pretty big. Mm-hmm. My middle school was small mm. because it was just, you know, sort of a regional thing. Yeah. But yeah, once we got to high school, it was like, oh, wow, all these kids, you know, from the ocean or, you know, that other town that you never go to. Sure. You know, we all went to the same school. Sure. So was that an opportunity for you to, did you have the feeling of like, okay, bit of a fresh start. Like maybe all these folks kind of know me to a certain degree, but how do I want to present myself to this whole kind of new population of people? Yeah, kind of. So in in middle school, we used to call it junior high. I don't know. I guess uh-huh. nobody calls it that anymore. But uh, I was a cheerleader. So because of that, I went to lots of like football and basketball games. And again, this is country life. So it's like it's not like anybody was all that good. But but uh, I knew a lot of the, you know, other girls and boys from the rival schools. And then when we got to high school, freshman year, it's like, no, now we all go to the same school. Uh So I knew a lot of these kids already just, you know, because small town, everybody knows each other. But I didn't really know them all that well until we all just got put in the frying pan together. Uh So that was, I don't know if it was like a reinvention period, but it was definitely like a, ooh, small fish, bigger pond. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and it felt very cool, um, very intimidating. And, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, like, am I going to be cool here or... Is everyone else going to be cooler than me? Like, you know, I kind of knew what was going on in yeah. my in my small school in eighth grade. Yeah, ninth grade was a whole different beast. Yeah, um, I remember like stressing about like the outfit that I would wear first day of school because sure. I was like, "This is how everyone is going to think of me forever." Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't remember what I wore, but you know, I'm sure at the time I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, did you end up doing cheerleading and stuff when you were in high school as well? I did not. No, I um. I don't really know why um, cheerleading was was uh, you know it was it was a fun social cool thing um, and once I got to high school it it kind of got to the point where it's like well you know if you want to be a cheerleader it's a big part of your life hmm. and I didn't really care about it that much yeah and I didn't really think I was I having gone to a couple cheerleading camps you know in seventh and eighth grade um, with with uh, girls my age who were way better gymnast than I was kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm not really that good at this. Yeah. And so I, no, I didn't continue. I didn't play sports in high school either. I kind of just <laughs> didn't do any of it. Uh-huh. I just said, all right, <laughs> it's schoolwork and keg parties for me. Is that it? You weren't, there wasn't like another extracurricular sort of like drama or like the newspaper or anything that really grabbed your attention. It was more just kind of like, all right, this is, this is what, these are the actual requirements that I've been given, and beyond that, no thank you. I joined the tennis team when I was in high school. Tennis team was not a thing that was ever available to me until high school, and so yeah. I was like, wow, the tennis team, cool. But I didn't know how to play tennis. See, this is like, everything I did was just sort of backwards, uh-huh. like being like, oh, I'm going to be part of the tennis crew. Um, so I took tennis lessons. Like, there was, <laughs> I had a um, out where my parents and I lived, you know, in the apple orchards. We happened to have a neighbor who had a tennis court. It was like just, I don't know, somebody who had a fancy house and they yeah. built a tennis court. And they would like rent out the court to 
private instructors and, you know, kids like me. And so I used to go there after school, you know, and meet my coach and, you know, we'd, we'd practice. And, you know, I wasn't terrible, but I wasn't good at it. You know, when you're starting to play tennis at age 14. Sure. You know, you, yep, you probably yeah. should have started at age four, if yeah. not sooner. And I wasn't very good at it, and I lost interest. And I'm also, I mean, as an adult, I'm, 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 a, I'm a little lady, um, which many people are. But at the time when I was still, you know, in my formative years, I was sort of wondering, like, am I ever going to be taller than five two? And the answer was, no, you are not. Uh, age twelve was when you stopped growing up. So because of that, a lot of sports fell a little out of my reach. Not to say that people who are small can't be great athletes. They can. But gymnasts aside, which I I had kind of given up that goat a long time ago, I don't know. I just didn't really feel like eh, sports were for me. But what I did get into, um, and drama was kind of like, I kind of thought that maybe that would be my my path. Um, But... For whatever reason, I didn't feel like I really connected with the drama crew of kids. And that's not to say that they weren't awesome. In fact, I I was friends with them in many other capacities. It just didn't feel totally like my bag. But ROP video, which if nobody is familiar with ROP, it's Regional Occupational Programming. It's probably a California thing, uh, public school thing, um, which is where you like... ROP can stand for lots of things, like not only video, but like Future Farmers of America. Would oh, be in the ROP program. Oh, type okay. Thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There are many. You know, it's 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 basically like uh, vocational stuff yeah. that yeah, you're doing yeah. within within high school. Sure. Um, and so we had a pretty cool video program nice. in in my high school, which I got um, I got into uh, real early because. That's just always been my thing. Yeah. Um, you know, not just video, but just audio and kind of producing and hosting and, and yeah. performing in some in some capacity. And so I I got into that and that was that was kind of my specialty. Got it. <laughs> and remains to be to this day. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, it's I'm always interested in people who, you know, just the way people's sort of lives and journeys shape up. And, and you know, some folks that I've talked to over the last 10 years have been um, really, like, you know, all over the place. And that, you know, if you asked their friends in high school, would they have expected them to X, Y, Z, they would be like, I don't know, like, I didn't know what, you know, she was going to do, or Mm -hmm. I actually thought she was going to become a lawyer or whatever. And then there are other folks who really do sort of like, it feels like it's more of a straight line. Like, yeah, this, you know, this makes sense to me watching, even if someone hadn't seen you in the entirety since you graduated from high school, and then saw you on TV, that they would probably go, like that's this makes sense. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I um. I happened to there. There was a. Uh, there was a. I was about to say professor. I guess you don't call them professors. I'm school, sure they would. They would probably appreciate it. They would probably <laughs> yes. Uh, his name was Mr. Davis, and he was very beloved and really cared about you know the video program and and shepherded many of us through just just a lot of fun stuff. You know, we did like a daily bulletin for the whole school. You know, like. Mm-hmm. For 10 minutes in first period, everybody yeah. turns on the TV and, you know, mm-hmm. watches us yahoos, you know, I was talk always about- very envious of that. I never had that at my school. And, oh, yeah. um, and so I had friends who did. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, that's oh, yeah. So it was- grown up. 
Not everybody wanted to be part of it, but it was very cool if you were. Yeah. And, uh, you know, by the time I was, you know, a junior and senior, it was like, you know, it was old hat to me. It was like, I, you know, I was very comfortable with that. But it was, it was me being like, I'm a news anchor, everybody. <laughs> Even though I, that isn't actually the career path that I uh, eventually wanted or had. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was the first taste of, oh, this is super fun. Yeah. You know, I can be educational, informative, funny, at least in my mind, uh-huh. and and kind of connect. And I don't think anybody who knew me at all would be surprised that my career did not, uh, didn't really change. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm kind of doing high school still. Yeah. Janet, I, I, I really am. I think you put it that way like it's a bad thing, but I think it's so cool. I, I think it's super awesome that you, you know, because let's compare that to you saying you started playing tennis at 14 and feeling like, oh, like that ship had sailed or it just didn't feel like a fit for me. And yet at the same age, you already had been attracted to this other very cool thing, which is perhaps a more realistic way to earn a living as an adult as well. And, you know, you yeah. had a handle on that. And I think that's really cool. Um, you know, just I, when I compare it to myself, I always people know, like I, I did theater in high school. But even then I was like, I mean, I, I'm not going to I want to get a job doing this. this isn't practical. There's nothing practical about this. This is like a mm-hmm. lark. I was very pragmatic. And so and, you know, there wasn't as much of like like you're talking about. There wasn't much of a, a functional kind of vocational side of that unless I'm just completely forgetting something which I always allow the possibility for that someone's gonna send me an email and be like um I was in the AV club we did a lot of stuff and we had morning announcements or whatever but I don't think that was happening um and even friends of mine who you know got a hold of like camcorders either their parents or their parents got them one or whatever and they were making their own movies whenever I could participate in that I thought that was so cool but at no time did I ever say you know what could I see the camera like, I would love to stand behind the camera and kind of see how that's all working. I just never, I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's yours. You brought this to the table. So I'll just show up and do whatever you want me to do. And I didn't, like, expand my curiosity to the technical side of it. And I wish I would have, you know. I wish I had been doing that when I was your age. Well, you know, what's funny is that, so, yeah, high school and, I mean, even before high school, you know, I was always kind of like, friends would come over to my house and I'd be like, let's record. Yeah. That's what we we would call it. Let's record. Yeah. And record meant let's pretend that we're news anchors, like interviewing each other. Uh-huh. And then we'll even like, we'll cut to commercial and then we'll also like sing commercial jingles. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. Love it. I mean, cassette tapes just just behind where I'm sitting right now, boxes of them. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I, I, re- I remember all of that. Like it was like, that's what you do when you go to Sarah's house. Yeah. Um, and it was really fun. But I did have a brief period I guess it was well I mean kind of like what you're talking about like is this gonna be my job am I really gonna be a news anchor or a actress or yeah. you know something that you know is is furthering what I obviously enjoy and am pretty decent at and when I started college I, I told myself no I you know that was fun but it's not real okay That's I'm gonna be a math major oh God, I love you. Because I was good at math also. And so I was like, well, so many people aren't good at math. So like, this is my superpower. And so I should pursue this. And I remember my parents saying, really? Like, hmm. 
I mean, yes, math so cool. Of course, we right. support you. But like, what do you want to do? Right. And I didn't know. All I knew was like that math wasn't very hard for me. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I should just lean into that because not everybody's that good at it. Right. So yeah. I must be special. And after about a year and a half of college, I was like, well, first of all, we've gotten to the type of courses that are now hard for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, differential equations, pretty hard. Oof. And I'm, I don't know what to, like, am I going to be a high school math teacher? Right. Or a mathematician or, you know, even sort of the tech sector where if you're good at math, I mean, your possibilities are endless now. Yeah. But, it, you know, in the late 90s when I was getting out of high school, I didn't really, I didn't know. Yeah. And so that, that, that went away eventually where I was like, huh, I actually have to think about being happy for the rest of my life. And I don't know if math makes me happy. It's just not hard. Yeah. And so that was kind of a weird pivot for me around, I don't know, 19 years old. Like who even knows? You know, nobody knows what they want to do at 19. I mean, some people do. But I, 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 was, I was unclear. But then I went back to the broadcasting stuff. And I was like, wait a second. There are all sorts of like cool broadcasting yeah. programs. And this is a real thing. Yeah. These are real degrees. And so that's when I just went full force into that and never looked back. That's great. It's a, yeah, it's interesting. It feels un, it's not unusual, I, I think, to have that hiccup where, you know, there's sort of a because I also feel like there's in those sort of transitional periods, there is this sort of like opening of a, a series of doors where you're like, well, this is really an opportunity for me to to take a step back and look and try to figure out what I really want. But to your point, it's also like so hard to know that when you're that age. So you sort of end up trying to have that conversation, but it's still too early. And so what are you going to do? You're either going to continue on this path or try something completely different. But that's like a real time to to do that and to and, and it can go so many different directions. And I think for a lot of people, it does open up something and they end up f- falling in love with something new. But for a lot of us, we feel like we felt the obligation to change something. And mm-hmm. then at the, in the end, we sort of went, you know what? I, I probably didn't need to actually didn't need to change anything. I, I could have just, you know, yeah, I just wanted to give you. Well, a, yeah, those are hard uh, questions to ask when you're that age. In, indeed. Yeah. I mean, they're they're <laughs> it is a time of turmoil for 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 many young adults. And I also I got really stuck on, oh, life as an adult isn't supposed to be this fun huh. because, you know, you, you just know so many uh, adults who just kind of do their thing you know, right. go to work every day and you know, have a family and hopefully put food on the table. And that's good enough. Yeah. And I kind you know, I kind of sold myself short a little bit. Uh, until I realized, wait a second, no, let's do the fun thing. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. I'm sure we can all agree that there is nothing quite like the smell of that fresh-baked bread coming out of the oven. But listen to this. What have I told you? You could get all of that delicious with none of the time and work involved. Well, you can! From Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. You'll never run the risk of getting bored with Wild Grain. I am telling you, they are constantly adding new, seasonal, and limited 
limited-time special items to try, and every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. Plus, for every new member, listen to this, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank. So you can eat good and do good all at the same time. You've already heard me sing the praises of Wild Grain. I was a little dubious about some of the things. I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to get beautiful croissants that are like being baked from frozen that aren't going to have just that's, you know, you know what you think of when you think of weird metallic tasting coming from those tubes, croissants, and this is just not that. It is, feels like you got them at a beautiful French bakery. And that's just one of the many things that you will enjoy with a Wild Grain subscription. Now, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus some of those free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash jvclub to start your subscription. You heard me, free croissant in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash jvclub. That's wildgrain.com slash jvclub, or you can use promo code jvclub at checkout. Now go get you some of those croissants and everything else. I'm Jordan Morris. And I'm Jesse Thorne. On Jordan Jesse Go, we make pure, delightful nonsense. We rope in awesome guests and bring them down to our level. We got stupid with Judy Greer. My friend Molly and I call it having the space weirds. Pat Oswalt. Can I get a Balrog burger and some Aragorn fries? Thank you. And Kumail Nanjiani. I've come back with cat toothbrushes, which is impossible to use. Come get stupider with us at MaximumFun.org. Look, your podcast app's already open. Just pull it out. Give Jordan Jesse Go a try. Being smart is hard. Be dumb instead. To go back to sort of adults making choices for themselves, um, you mentioned that your parents, you said, you know, my parents obviously were sort of trying to stay away from kind of big city life. So it sort of sounds like, in fact, they did choose, make strong choices that that really served what they were after and what they were looking for. So did that does does that apply? Like, did you feel like they were sort of like not giving themselves exactly what they wanted or was it more of just kind of a big picture thing? Because it sounds like your parents were like, no, we've kind of figured out how like what we wanted our lives to look like. Yeah. So this is (laughs) my parents story for another podcast, definitely. But my parents grew up together um, in a suburb of San Jose, California, a town called Los Gatos. And um, they didn't end up getting married until much later in life. But they grew up together. Yeah. They've known each other since, you know, the, the, my dad passed away in 2004. But I mean, they they had like, were in kindergarten together. They had all the same wow. friends, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. So they um, at some point kind of said like, this is not where we're going to take roots. You know, once they decided to have a child, which ended up being me. Uh, and you we, alone, we you're want, an only child? I'm an only child. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, um, they didn't want to be, <laughs> yep. Here we go. <laughs> Only kids. Yeah, I was just just having a conversation with somebody about this where they they kind of threw something at me like only child syndrome. This is so you, Sarah. And I'm like, I don't know how else to be. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like I don't even know what that means. Yes, it's true. Your reality is your reality. So it's really hard to make those comparisons. And totally. But yeah, so my parents, they had decided, well, we want to go somewhere else besides here. Uh, you know, both my grandparents, you know, my grandmothers um, being in, in, in the same town. I, I, I don't blame them. But yeah, my my dad in particular, he really liked to be away from other people. Mm. Not that he was a recluse, but he didn't like crowds. He didn't like, you know, city life would be like 
something fun you do for a couple hours on mm-hmm. a Sunday, mm-hmm. and then you come back to the ranch, yeah, you know, and breathe a sigh of relief. Like that was, um, you know, as an adult, as somebody who knows a lot more context than I did as a kid. I, I, there are plenty of reasons why he decided to do that and my mom loved him so she just did whatever he did mm. and as a kid I didn't know any different I just knew that you know my neighbors had horses and sheep and I lived on an apple orchard and I didn't you know you can't walk into town it would take like two hours wow yeah you know so that that was just very normal for me but I also lived an hour outside of San Francisco. That was so my next it, question for sure. Yeah, it wasn't like metropolitan life was all that far. Yeah. It's we kind were of, in I mean, middle for some of, of us, that's kind of a little bit the best of both worlds in the sense that I think yeah. that still has the, the appeal of being on the north side of the bridge. That still kind of exists, right? Is the feeling of it can feel very bucolic and very peaceful. And yet you're, you are really close to yeah. really, really close to, you know, yeah. a very I mean, pretty I could, city drive there tonight and have like some fancy dinner if I wanted to yeah (laughs) doesn't happen very often Uh but (laughs) but it's not it's 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 a it's a very best of both worlds kind of thing yeah um that said by the time I was ready to you know graduate high school I was ready to get that f up out of here yeah and go you know to a big city and hang out with you know uh, cosmopolitan kids yeah you know, so who, wait, where did you end up going? I forgot if you San told Francisco me. State. Oh, you University. went to SF State. Oh, we both went to SF State. You did? I did. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah I was in, I was, I was in their off. broadcasting program. Oh my god! Yeah, we. I mean, we'll have to offline about this, but um, yeah, that's really oh, funny because so cool. we probably were there around the same time. Um, probably. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you get it. D- and did you live on campus and stuff? Because my experience was, I ended up like living off campus, and and you know, I lived downtown, so I was like. Going to school two days kind of a, a week, maybe three days. Downtown. Yeah, getting on getting on one of those trains, ideally the M, as uh, as I recall. Yeah. And, and then you're on the train for and then you're on the train uh, for a million years. So if you have yeah, homework for, and you didn't do it, it's a perfect time because you will be sitting on that thing for a very long time. I actually had a funny. I had a well, I don't know if it's funny, a unique experience. So when I decided, all right, you know, uh, you know, I'm. Um, gonna you know do the broadcasting program no more math or you know less <laughs> uh-huh. fewer fewer math classes um I uh SF State um because I was transferring from from um a college up here in, in Sonoma County um after my first year and uh it you know it's a commuter school it's a large school for yeah. anybody who's not familiar I mean I don't know 30 40,000 kids yeah but um and there is on-campus housing yes which I looked into but I also was sort of like mm, gosh you know <laughs> only child syndrome I'm like oh, I don't know dorms oh gosh you know so much pressure so I ended up I don't even, very happenstance situation. I don't even really remember what sort of like student board I found this listing on, but it was some guy who was like, hey, we're three guys. We have a fourth bedroom. Roommate just moved out. We need to fill the fourth bedroom. You know, here's my number. Yeah. So I called them and they were like, yeah, come on over. And they were all graduated from college. The three guys that I ended up living with because they said I was cool enough to live with them. So I moved in, um, which was way out at Ocean Beach on the Great Highway. Yep. 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 So not so actually not far from campus. Yeah. Um, You know, if you're not familiar with SF State, it's 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 basically on the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, I <laughs> moved in with them, but they were all like 30. And I was 19, 20, huh. you know, and 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 they were they were all surfers yeah. and just like very chill. I mean, all they did was watch surf videos or uh-huh. surf <laughs> or drink beer. One of the three. Yeah. And so I was like, this is the greatest, you know, uh-huh. and they all, you know, we all got along really well. And, you know, everyone was like, who are these men you're living with? And I'm like, yeah. no, they're so cool, which they were. Yeah. And so that, that was my college experience. And I had a car. And so I would, I would drive to campus. I thought, I think I took the bus a few times and was like, huh, if I drive, it's 10 minutes. If I take oh, yeah. the bus, it's two hours. So I'm yeah. just going to drive and like get parking tickets all the time. Uh-huh. So anyway, yeah, that was, that was how we did that. That is so nuts. I love, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. You, and you know, you know enough about, especially how we perceive things now. Everyone is way more sensitive to asking those kinds of questions. So I'm sure in the years to follow, like in the last like five years, if you're telling people about living with three adult men when you're in college, people are like, and so when did they hurt you? (laughs) Yeah. Like, we're like, were you dating them? Like, what's happening? And I was like, honestly, like, I just had a room. Maybe it kind of just was what it was. And like, it was totally fine. And that's... It was totally fine. Also, I don't know. I mean, not to get into the too into the weeds about like surfer culture yeah because san francisco has a very specific kind of surfer culture Mm. um because it's is you know the waves are big it's cold and you know you really gotta want to surf you know if you're gonna do that so you tend to get a lot of like lifers who are like surfing is the number one thing that i care about in life before anything else including you Uh and and i liked it you yeah, know, like I was like, I go to college and then I come back and I hang out. We watch surf videos. Yeah. And, Did you ever surf? You know, Did you ever get bitten by? I the tried. Boat? I yeah. tried. Yeah. It's One of my roommates was. Um, oh my gosh! Not only cold, but sharky, <laughs> and also like I'm not even at that good of a swimmer. Yeah. And you know, I went out a couple times on you know what were supposedly like not that crazy days. Yeah. And you know, I, I the whole time I would just paddle out past the breakers uh-huh. and then sit there because I was afraid that they would, you know, break on my head yeah. and kill me. Yes. You know, and everyone would be like, Sarah, you're way out too far. <laughs> oh, what no. do you do? Like, you're not even surfing. You know, yeah. I'd be like, eh, I'm scared. So finally, um, I don't know. I, I got too scared a few times and that was the end of that. Now I have, I, I literally have reoccurring nightmares about yeah. surfing just because I was so naive and did not realize how dangerous that was for me. Right. That right. now I'm like, I don't even really like to go in the ocean like in Hawaii where it's yeah. warm and calm. Yeah. Just because of like my weird surfing thing that I thought I would do for five seconds. Everything you're saying makes total sense to me. Um, when you said that the ocean was sharky, that's the cutest I've ever heard it. It almost made it seem fun. Um, yeah. But did you see any sharks while you were on your board? No. Because that would allow me to have nightmares forever. And I love sharks, but like that doesn't mean I'm not also very, very Same. respectfully afraid of them. Yeah, like I love sharks and that's your area. Uh-huh. And I'm so sorry if you mine. chew my leg off, It's my, that's on me. That's yeah. on me, my friend. So in I'm fact, just going to not let that happen. Yeah. I had a friend uh, who, growing up, like she had like a irrational fear of sharks. Mm. Like getting bitten by a shark was her worst nightmare. Yeah. And, you know, we'd always, you know, laugh about it. Like, want to watch Jaws again? You know, that kind of thing. You know, but I would always say to her, well, but like, it's an irrational fear because all you have to do is just stay out of the ocean. Right. 
And then right. you never will see one. Yes. Like, sharks don't like come to your house uh-huh. and knock on the door, <laughs> you know, unless it's like SNL or something. Uh-huh. But, but, uh, but yeah, I never really thought about that when I was out in the water because I think I was sort of trying to impress everybody. Sure. And again, this is, it almost goes back to like my tennis thing where I'm like, I just want to be like good at something that's a physical exercise. Yep. Surfing is so hard. And again, like you don't just sort of, well, you can pick it up later in life. Absolutely. But the best surfers are the ones who have been surfing since they were like, I don't know, toddlers. Yeah. You know, with their mom or their dad or your older brother, or, you know, siblings or whatever. Sure. And I just had no business being out there. And now I'm just like, <laughs> I can't even imagine doing that. <laughs> I know. We all have Absolutely versions of not. that, though, right? It's like we all have the sort of like, why was I riding on a motorcycle without a helmet for so long? Or like, totally. why was I, you know, those those not your, your brain not fully formed, you know, yet you're supposed to decide what you want to do with the rest of your life, even mm-hmm. as the sort of actual sort of chemical and wiring of your brain is not really allowing you to understand your own mortality in a way that it happens for you later. So all of that totally makes sense to me. And it definitely makes sense that you would be like, okay, this, I'm going to compartmentalize, like the choice I'm making is not going to, I'm not, if I'm making the choice, there's no room for these things. So I'm just not going to think about those. (laughs) I'm not going to think about how dangerous it is. I'm not going to think about sharks because that goes, that's antithetical to me going out into the water, which I've already decided to do. So why, why, why would I think about that stuff? You know? Right. Well, and I was also surrounded by, uh, not, not just, I mean, it wasn't just men. I mean, there are plenty of women surfers that, you know, hung out, but in our house, yeah. It was mostly dudes and yep. me. Yeah. Um, and not, you know, everybody, you know, people came and went and, you know, all walks of life kind of thing. But there was this whole just like surfing is life. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Yes. I'm yes. going to do that, too. And it turns out I'm just a great like cheerleader <laughs> from the sand. But it's so it's so <laughs> magnetic when when you come across people who really that have that deep of a passion about something, mm-hmm. it's so hard not to get caught up in that, at least for exactly. a little while, you know, whether it's that age or as an adult. I mean, I feel like if I spend time around people who are crazy about any one thing, I'm like, I want the high that they seem to get from this activity that, totally. you know, maybe for me doesn't exist, but you almost get like, it's almost like getting like a contact high. You know what I mean? It's like seeing someone else love a thing so much, you kind of even just like being around them loving it so much. So maybe you're going to try it on too, you know? Absolutely. Yes. What? <laughs> as I've, and you know, so many instances of that in my life, sometimes you got to stay in your own lane. Uh, which uh, I I continue to learn, um, but yes, that that is a that's a great way to put it. I yeah. I was definitely like, oh, I'll just be a surfer, also, right? <laughs> but that's just it. Just twas not to be. Twas not to be. No. What was your dating life like in high school? Were you um? Did you were you dating? Yeah. Um. It's funny. I I I listened to um some of your former episodes because I was trying to get familiar sure. with the show um, and you know people say oh gosh no oh gosh no I was it happens super, a lot huh yeah a super awkward super um, you know I you know it wasn't ready or I was a late bloomer my parents didn't let me or whatever I did not you know in this I don't know I, I don't know how this sounds so I'll just be honest I did not have problems with boys mm-hmm. um, I you know there was a lot of a lot of dating dating is like 
when you don't even, I mean, you don't even have a driver's license. It's like, what is dating? Uh-huh. Really? You're not like, who? no one has money. It's like, yeah. it's not like some guy is going to pick me up and take me to a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, that happened later. Yeah. But not when I started having boyfriends. I started having boyfriends kind of early. And um, that would be basically like we hang out at, you know, whoever's house is closest to school until our parents pick us up after right. work. Right. And then we say bye and then we see you tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe we like share a sandwich or something, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> yeah, dating. But so, so dating was like, eh. Or, yeah, your parents drop you off at the movies and, you know, you sure. maybe kiss in the movie theater sure. type thing. Sure, yeah. But, yeah, no, I I, I was pretty boy crazy. Um, yeah. I, I, I still am. But, uh, but yes, high school was... Um, I, I I knew some, I went to a public school, but I, I had some friends who went to, there was like one, well, that's not true. There were a few private school options if you didn't want to go to my school, the big school. Right. And one of those options was a Catholic school. And, you know, the boys had one school and the girls had the other. And I knew, I had some girlfriends who went to the girls school and I was just like, I don't know how you like even wake up in the morning and go to class knowing that there aren't any boys. <laughs> Like, without boys, I just probably wouldn't have even gone to high school. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that's that's me. No, it, it, that totally makes sense. And I, I think I said some. I've said something similar because I only ever went to co-ed schools. And I just can't I – a, I have a much better understanding now of – because of doing this podcast and having so many people saying, you know, actually it was really nice not to have to – not to bring that kind of – like anxiety into mm-hmm. the classroom um, and and that people felt like they really flourished because that wasn't at play in the classroom yeah. if they were if they were straight. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for a long time I was like, but I don't I don't know. Like, I just felt like I I think I defended it too. not to say that one's right or wrong or needs defending. But I think I defended it as like, but, but different perspectives, like different perspectives on stuff, like the more yeah. homogenized your education becomes, then it seems like I think I kind of re- ration l- rationalize it that way. You know what I mean? Where I was like, but you need all different walks of life and all different, you know, you need different genders and different races. And, right, you know, right. it should be because I did have a pretty melting pot school. And so I think I had sort of like explained that to myself. It's like, no, that's very key. It's very important. When now I've talked to so many people who are like, I don't know, I really enjoyed my high school and it was just a bunch of white girls and me. And, you know, then my world got bigger when I went to college or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I... I I had a, a, a very good friend uh, who, you know, when high school came around, her parents sent her to the Catholic school. And um, not only was it not co-ed, but, you know, you wear a uniform. Sure. And I remember, and maybe it was because it felt a little, you know, elite. Uh, my parents would not have been able to afford to send me to that school. Yeah. I, w- I would have refused. Right. But let's just say they wanted to. Mm. It wasn't that that's not what we were doing. Same. We were we were you know, we, we were pretty blue collar. But I remember her saying, no, it's awesome. You just wake up in the morning and you wear your uniform. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. And like the boys stuff, like it's not that I, I don't hang out with boys. I'm just not doing that in math class, you yeah. know, at 9 a.m. And yeah. of course I was like, well, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but of course looking back now I'm like oh my gosh like that would be like the greatest way for me yeah. to have focused a little bit more <laughs> I mean I was a pretty good student but 
But I mean, to think of how much time just being around boys that I liked probably yeah. took away uh-huh. from, you know, <laughs> scholastic achievement. I don't even know where to start. Yeah. I, I, listen. <laughs> I'm great with it. I can only, I mean, I could deeply, deeply relate to that. So um, in my mind, I'm like, hey, we're great. High five. <laughs> high five. We had the distractions, but high five. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hi, I'm Hal Loveland. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. And we're the hosts of We Got This with Mark and Hal, the weekly show where we settle the debates that are most important to you. That's right. What arguments are you and your friends having that you just can't settle? Apples or oranges? Marvel or DC? Fork versus spoon. Chocolate or vanilla? Best bagel. What's the best Disney song? We Got This with Mark and Hal. Every week on Maximum Fun, we do the arguing so you don't have to. Oh, all answers are final for all people for all time. We got this. Uh, okay, I want to get into this MASH game with you. And I feel like, I mean, if we're talking about being boy crazy, it feels like the no-brainer category to start with is let's we should just get right into the romance and sexy times. So mm-hmm. I want to invite you to pick six people, living or dead, uh, from any age, any era, whether they're from fiction, you know, movies, cartoons, whatever you want. Three people you would like to have some romance uh, or even some short-lived sexy times with in this alternate universe uh, we're building for alternate universe Sarah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, hmm. well, until, eh, hmm, okay, this, I don't want this answer to be problematic, but I would have said Johnny Depp, 100%. I understand that he's been in the news for a lot of things. Yeah. If it's if it's three people, people in general, Barack Obama, Rihanna, for sure. Great. I, I mean, I love Rihanna more yeah. than anybody else in the world. And who would be my third? I don't know. Uh, and feel free to pick a Johnny Depp character because that's like a different sort of... That's true. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. necessarily like... Uh, advocating for every choice he's made as a human being, but we all mostly know him in well, like, yeah. reality. I mean, I don't we know, know him, him through his movies. So yeah. if there's a if there's an era or like a you know a character, yeah, it that... would be probably pre Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, maybe sort of in the you know, um, oh, he did a couple. What was uh, Donnie Brasco? Sure. Okay. Uh, next category. Let's do. Three, well, we haven't really gotten into this, so I don't know, like, what your relationship to fiction was because, you know, here you're an only child and you're out on this great sort of expanse <laughs> of land and you're not necessarily going into town. So I... Read a lot of books. Ima- Read a lot of books, Janet. <laughs> a lot of books. I would imagine that would be the case. And so I'm going to give, I'm going to get, first I'm going to get three books that you can jump into whenever you want. Um, these can be books from your childhood. They can be recent, whatever you want. Um, and you can just kind of pop in and out of them and then we're going to do movies same thing with movies okay so i'm picking three books that i've read and or come back to well i mean if it's more just about like do would you want to be able to go inside the world of that book and like be with be amongst those characters whenever you sure yeah so um the lion the witch and the wardrobe yeah uh which is the first of you know a whole anthology of books um i was very into that as a kid. Yeah. You know, it's it's very, you know, um, fantasy and fantastical and, you know, there are warlocks and, you know, and secret cupboards and, and I just, 
Yeah. I, I can't really think of any thing besides I don't know Little House on the Prairie I read all those too but that was a little bit younger then um I love the Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe books and um when I got um yeah I mean that was that was definitely a uh I I couldn't think of anything just more fun and that was probably I wouldn't say that I'm the largest fantasy fan when it comes to current day kind of you know science fiction and whatever it's like yeah. it's a little bit has hit and miss for me but um you know lord of the rings which uh was almost the first time i read the first um lord of the rings book i remember i was slightly too young because mm-hmm. it, it's a very adult book yeah they're very not, dense not like adult like, yeah. theme well there are adult but themes, the world but building is like very dense yes in a good way yeah, that's you why almost love like, it so much you, you kind of have to make a map yeah you know i remember kind of being like hmm i don't know yeah you know maybe i'll like you know stick with wizard of oz type stuff yeah um and i i went back to it eventually and 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 got really into that i, I still am and should we get you should we lie in the witch in the wardrobe and then should we lord of the rings you for the second Yes. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. And then, yeah, I think uh, number three, I'm just going to get real weird here and say Sweet Valley High. Oh, great. Because I read 450 of those books. And they're all the exact same book. They're all the exact same book. Uh, there was something so... Yeah, there was something. There was something so comforting <laughs> about it. It's like Jessica's always going to get into trouble. She's just a little mm-hmm. bit too. Uh, mm-hmm. She's just a little bit too bad. She's a little bit too bad girl. But by the way, neither one of them are bad girls. And then Elizabeth is just very good. And well, and the first three pages of every book, yeah. no matter like what the plot theme was, you know, in this particular book was always the same like they're identical twins but elizabeth has a mole uh-huh. so that's or a beauty mark and that's how you can tell them apart and they yeah. live in a beautiful ranch house yeah yep. and they have lots of money yeah and they're so pretty and yeah. they have all these friends yep. and it was it was i don't know i mean definitely not how i grew up but yeah. it wasn't so far away from mm-hmm. What I knew, yeah. I just figured, oh, okay, I just moved to Orange County. Right. And then I can just live like this. Right. And and they felt um, a little bit more, I don't know, like they had like cooler clothes than I did or something. Yeah. yeah. I read a lot of those books. Well, I did. I mean, I read a bunch of them too. And I could not tell you a single thing that happens in any of them, except for some reason, I really remember when Jessica dyes her hair dark. <gasps> Yes, yes. And she borrows her friend's clothing. Yeah. And so it's like she all really very like, wants to be chic. different and look different. And I remember yes. how they they specifically talked about how beautiful her blue eyes were when her hair was dark and stuff. And really being like, she's really on to something. And then she just went back to how she was at the yeah, end. She and was I was like, like wait, action. no. Yeah, it was like the moral of the story was like, don't forget who you really are. You're not You're that, a twin. You're not that dark haired lady. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I remember. Like that's one plot of one book and I could not tell you another thing. Yeah. Like speaking of homogenous and potentially problematic. Uh-huh. I mean, I just ate up that stuff. My mom would um well, once I got to high school, I mean I, I was I had a little bit more autonomy, but my mom used to because again, we lived pretty far outside of town, so you go into town to do like grocery shopping yeah. or whatever. She would drop me off at the local bookstore. And I would just sit in there on the floor like a weirdo 
and be like, yeah, mom, like come back in five hours. Like I'm yes. fine. And I would just read books that yes. I wouldn't buy. Uh-huh. And the people who worked there, would they didn't care. Yeah. You know, who cares? Some kid, you know, sitting on the floor. Yeah. But I mean, the Sweet Valley, that's where I... I got most of them because my parents stopped buying them for me. They're like, this is garbage. Uh-huh. Why don't <laughs> you? Dad, yeah, like, my dad was you? so contemptuous. <laughs> like he was definitely like, what is this? What are you doing? Checking them out for yeah, the library. Yeah. Like, it's like, Something about them being library books is like, they don't deserve to be library books. This is like yeah, candy. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love so that anyway. you're putting yourself in there. Uh, let's get three movies that you would like to jump into. Breakfast Club. Um, right. Just one of, um, which I watched recently. Also a movie that there are certain things that have not aged well Uh um, about how teenagers talk to each other and also just how people talk to each other in general. But um, I was recently, well, it wasn't that recently. It was uh, last year, last fall. I was um, on a cross-country flight um, going to New York from California. And it was one of those situations where they had... I don't I don't even remember the airline, but, you know, you have all these movie options. Yep. And I hadn't, like, thought about it enough to, like, put a movie on my own iPad and my phone ran out of juice, you know, so I couldn't listen to my podcast anymore. And I was like, eh, I'll just watch a movie, sure. you know, on the, you know, the seat in front of me. And there were, like, a million options. But one of those options was The Breakfast Club. Uh-huh. And I was sort of like, you know, sometimes when you're on a plane, you're, you know... Yeah. Jumping out of your own skin anyway. And it's like, yes. you're not really that comfortable. And I was like, this feels right. Yes. Yes. yes it yes, just yes. is familiar. Yeah. And I already know all the words. Yeah. I've seen this movie a million times. Yeah. It's like putting on a song that you know, you know, that's going to like soothe you exactly. in some way. Because yeah. it is known. And, yeah. yeah. You familiar. just, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. And I watched it and I thought, I actually, it was not um, edited at all, which I found funny uh just because i'm like well pretty r-rated movie yeah um you know a lot of f-bombs and you know other things you know, adult content oh yeah um but uh yeah it was just it was in its purest form <laughs> and boy i loved it i love that movie oh my gosh yeah. i love that movie yeah i hear you okay well i'm very excited that you picked that as one of them uh give me your next one um okay so of the three movies that i don't know shape my life or you know i go back to all the time oh walk the line i love that movie yeah yeah. i love that movie i I can't see that movie again i think i only saw it once but i was like this is great this is great oh it's a good movie you know it's you know it's a love story it's obviously i i'm not really a country music or even johnny cash fan uh but i love the love story of that movie yeah, and absolutely. I just you know I love everybody in the movie. I yeah. love that movie. Um, I've seen it quite a few times. I in fact, a friend of mine who grew up in the Bronx in New York and is very you know he's always he and I joke about how different our upbringings were. Yeah, you know he's like I'm a city kid. You know I don't even know what the country looks like, and I'm like I never even went to New York City <laughs> until I was like 25. Yeah, you know kind of thing. And I was like, oh, you got to watch that movie. And he was like, eh, really? Is it really going to be that good? And I'm like. Joaquin Phoenix, Reese Witherspoon, like, I mean, it's not going to be bad. Yeah. And he, like, afterwards, he texted me. He's like, cannot stop crying. I know. That's why I've only seen it once. Because I think if if something totally destroys me, even if it's in a great way, I really am like, I got to be. I gotta be up for that. Like, I gotta really condition myself to get ready to feel that feeling again, you know? Totally. Yeah. Um, Okay. uh, Walk the line. Great. What's your third? Mm, 
Well, I love a gangster movie. Love anything gangster. Great. Um, I think Goodfellas is probably a almost too obvious choice. I can't imagine a, that someone a, hasn't said that. It's a classic. I, mean, I think it's come up once or twice. I don't think it's like that common. But. It's a, I mean, it's a pretty perfect movie yeah. if you like that sort of genre. Um, but um, if I were to stay within that genre and pick something besides Goodfellas, mm-hmm. I would probably pick, and I don't know why I am completely blanking on... Um, the name of the movie, Irish movie, uh, Jack Nicholson, Leo. The Departed? The Departed? The Departed! Oh, The Departed. Love that movie. Uh, again, it's it's a it's a it's a perfect movie yeah. for me. Yeah. Um and that's a that's I, definitely a movie where if it's if it were on or if it were on a plane, for example, I absolutely can imagine myself being you're just like, gonna oh, I guess it. I'm gonna watch this again. The only thing that I realized recently I have a huge problem with is um is Vera Farmiga's character. It is so poorly written she is just like a woman who is at the mercy of these dynamic men in this very very weak way she's supposed to be counseling them and you know in many ways like driving them to do the right thing yeah it's like now she's just like in a relationship with everybody yeah it's not a movie about women let's just say it's not a movie about women it definitely is not she in fact there are very few women in it at all yeah they honestly (laughs) they probably could have left her out and it would have been a service to women (laughs) yes just let the the movie be about all the other stuff Um, but I still but I was I still watch it so I yeah it's it's a good one I you know from Irish heritage myself I I don't really have any I I don't feel that I have anything in common with like what being Irish means when you're from Boston that kind of thing yeah that's a whole other world yeah a whole other world really you know it, it, it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me all that much, but I still am like, well, you know, it's a good Irish movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, great choice. Okay. For, uh, the next one is three foods that in this reality, you know, for whatever reason, probably not a great idea to just eat a ton of this th- these three things, um, whether it's that you mm. can't get them or they're bad for you or whatever. Um, three foods that you would like to be able to eat ho- however much you wanted with zero ramifications, and you can sort of conjure them at the snap of your fingers. Do they have to be bad for me or just foods I like they can just be foods you like okay well this one's easy uh number one sushi great if there was nothing else available yeah for the rest of my life you'd be okay i i you know i'd maybe maybe i would like overdose on sushi yeah. eventually never has happened yeah love sushi great um uh number two a san francisco burrito oh sure Sure, now, sure, sure, if you sure. say, what's well, a San Francisco burrito compared to a different kind of burrito, it's very specific. Yeah. Um, they're very large. Yeah. Um, they weigh several pounds. It's a brick. Yeah. 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 Um, you eat them, you know, sort of standing up, uh-huh. you know, with the tin foil. Yep. You know, you just take off as much as you need to yep. take a bite. Um, and they're just full of all sorts of goodness. I've got my faves. Uh, <sighs> you probably do too, Janet, because yep. you're yep. familiar with the city. Oh, yes. Um, so there's that. And then... Um, my third is this is a very strange guilty pleasure uh-huh um that I I like to call chip dinner uh-huh and what that means is it's tortilla chips yeah um specifically Casa Sanchez which Great. is yes. um, know a them well. region, regional brand mm-hmm. yeah the nice thick um Grusos with shredded mexican cheese and salsa yeah and now you might say whoa that sounds like nachos no i don't even like 
this is like my dirty bird dinner <laughs> that I do. Like I don't even bother melting the cheese. Yeah. I just like put it on a chip while yep. I'm sitting on the floor watching yeah. television right. at my, you know, coffee table and then maybe dip it in a little salsa. It's an absolute mess and oh, it. it is just I mean People go, but you eat that for dinner? I'm uh-huh. like, well, not every night, but yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It's delightful. I get it. I get it. it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, chips dinner. I love being able to write chips dinner on there. Uh, okay. <laughs> next one. Let's do three. Well, let's do three things that you feel like are maybe too late to start now to be amazing at, but we're going to give you like Matrix style. You're going to be an expert tomorrow in one of these three things. So three things you would love to suddenly be amazing at. Oh wow. Um hmm. Flying a plane. Great. I would I I don't actually I mean, I could get my pilot license. This is not something that you right. know I I I'm uh, you know I I've been boxed out of. Right. But I feel like that just requires time, energy, money. Yep. Um and and a certain sense of, you know, we were talking about surfing earlier, a certain sense of uh fearlessness. Uh, that I don't have anymore, but I want to. Yes, yes. I yes. want to have that. That's what so, this is for. Perfect. Yeah, I would definitely. I would definitely be a pilot. Like I want to like charter around people in PJs. Yeah, <laughs> meaning private jets. You know, yeah. like I want to fly like a cool plane <laughs> and have people in the yeah. back eating caviar and maybe like we'll be there soon. Great. Don't you worry. Great. I'm just talking to you know the people. That are in towers. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And Pilot it's not stuff. bad for the environment. Somehow this is also like the, the, all yeah. that scooting around is like we figured it out. The The fuel we're using is like solar. And so it's just like mm-hmm. a perfect situation. Okay. Um, two more. Uh, well, going back to tennis again. So I am a huge tennis watcher. Yeah. Um, I love professional tennis. Yeah. I love, you know, I... I I feel like I'm, you know, I, I, I kind of know who everybody is. I yeah. know who's ranked, you know, besides like the obvious superstars. Yeah. I would love to be able to, I actually go to this, uh, it's like this park that I go to with my dog all the time where there, there's like a dog park and there are uh, some nice tennis courts. And people, it's kind of like the tennis courts where like people are pretty good yeah. who are playing there. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I'll just kind of, you know, try not to be like too weird about it, but like watch them. And sure. I'm like, God, they're good. Yeah. Like they're really good. Yeah. And it's like, I know it's good exercise, but it's like, you're also just really skilled at yeah. this. Yeah. I would really Me like too. to be that person. Me too. And I love I just hitting be. a ball back and forth. Just, yeah. just doing that for exercise is so fun. But I have like so many injuries now from different other things that have happened to me that I don't think I can just, I don't think I can just volley. Like I just don't even think I can like, hit it back and forth without being like, my shoulder, my shoulder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm, a goal. I'm, it's a goal. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I I feel like, listen, you know, I'm not dead yet. You know, not dead yet. You, not dead yet. You can always, you can always become a, like a pretty good tennis player, mm-hmm. like not a professional tennis yeah. player, Sarah, let's be honest, but, but, uh, well, yeah, in this reality, I, listen, in this MASH universe, you could turn pro if you want to, if you end that's up right. getting tennis. Yeah. So, so in, yes, that would be that, that is that, that's my second pick. So I, I'm a pilot, I'm a tennis player. Yep. And what would be the last one? Oh, well, you know, going back to the food thing, I, um, I love to cook. I am not a great cook, 
I don't think I'm, you know, you know, some people are like, I can't even boil water. It's like, right. I can boil water. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at, I'm good at certain dishes that I've, you know, I've sort of crafted over time. Yep. yep. Even if I'm the only one who eats them, because uh-huh. you know, I, I live alone. But, but uh, I love the idea of, because I have friends who um, either work in the restaurant industry you know, or our chefs or, yeah. you know, or like, you know, kind of like wine connoisseurs and they know a lot of chefs. You're like, in the right area for a lot exa- of that. Yeah. Yes. It, you're right. If you're a foodie, you know, the Bay Area is, is a great place to be. Um, that said, I have even, you know, good friends who are, they're just better at it than I am, you know, and you kind of like go over to their house and, you know, it's like they're having a dinner party. If I have a dinner party, I'm making you spaghetti or right. something like that, <laughs> you know, or we're ordering burritos. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, ah, no muss, no fuss. Nobody yes. cares. Yes. You know, and at their house, it's like many courses mm-hmm, or maybe there's mm-hmm. even, you know, like a, you know, like a cool chef that somebody mm-hmm, knows, you know, mm-hmm. who's like kind of doing stuff for us. And we got an amuse-bouche and oh, wow, wine pairings, yeah. you know. And if I, if I was able to pull something like that off confidently. Yeah. I I would be so happy. Listen. Like I love the idea of being like, come on over, and I'm yeah. gonna wow you. Yeah. with how yeah. great of a chef I am. Yeah, great. Okay, I've got you as chef for number three. Uh, Thank next you. category. Let's do three. Let's do three people from history that could be alive now. They could have been alive and are no longer alive that you would like to just kind of hang out with for an afternoon. You can talk about whatever you want. You can just do it to laugh. You can whatever you want. You could do it to try to understand someone better that seems ununderstandable to you in some way. Uh, Three people that you would like to spend an afternoon with. I think the first one, huh, this is an interesting question. Yeah, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm thinking all of people who have passed because I can't talk to them. Mm -hmm. But I think the first person would be my paternal grandfather who was alive uh, for a very brief time when I was a baby, but I mean, he died when I was a baby. Yeah. So I don't, I, you know, I, I never knew him. However, my dad came from a big Irish Catholic family. There were a lot of, you know, kids and um, that that part of my family I'm very close to. And there's all this sort of folklore mm. about Grandpa Bert. Mm. That was his name. And, you know, you know how great he was and this and that. And it's always been built up in my mind as, you know, he was just the most fantastic person sure. ever. I'm sure he was a very flawed person because aren't we all? Right. But, uh, but um, he has spoken about... As sort of this greater than life person, yeah, um, who you know left the world too soon type thing, and uh, and I I've I've to this day I mean I I I feel like gosh if I could just talk to him <laughs> a lot of things would probably yeah. make more sense yeah you know all right, we well, all ended up the way that we are you know yeah it, you know, that's it, a it great came, one yeah it came yeah. from him you know at least in some sense my grandmother too sure so that would be the first one um, if I'm thinking of just Hmm. I don't know. Uh, other people that I could have some time with um, that would make an impact on me. I mean, Oprah. Sure. I mean, I, 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 I would die to have lunch with Oprah. Yeah. I don't. She doesn't even. She like we don't even need to. We could just sit there in silence uh-huh. and eat chip dinner, <laughs> and I would be really, really happy. Love I'm, it. I'm a, I'm, I, I, I love, I love my Oprah. Love it. And I think the third person um, would be, hmm, gosh, um, 
who would the third person be? Gosh, um, I wish I knew some of your other guests' answers. Not that I want to <laughs> piggyback off of those, but I'm sure there have been some creative ones that I just didn't think of, um, think of beforehand. I mean, maybe Queen Elizabeth. Sure, I know I she's think that's a you know super fascinating one. I think she, you know, I know she she recently left the mortal world. Yeah, um, I don't know how much. I am not a royal family uh, file. Same, I, you know the way some people are. Same, yeah. but I'm but I'm I'm fascinated to an extent just because I'm fascinated by anything that other people are fascinated by. Yeah, and um, I've spent enough time uh, across the pond, uh-huh. as they would say, to know how much it does impact a lot of people. Yeah, whether you're monarchy happy or not. Yeah, and yeah, I think. I think she would probably have some stories to tell. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I need to own up to something, which is that this is how not a royal family ophile I am. My strong reaction was that I thought you were talking about like Queen Elizabeth the First, like the one that <laughs> Kate Blanchett played. <laughs> well, and like Cardinal you know Wolsey and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh my God, in my mind I was just imagining Kate Blanchett as Queen Elizabeth. Right. Like in her 20s being like, oh, my God, yes. And then I was yes. like, oh, there's a Queen Elizabeth that makes a lot more sense for her to be referring to. <laughs> well, you know, and there have been a few of them. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess choose your own adventure, oh, uh, your own Queen adventure. Elizabeth fans. But yes, no, I was I was speaking of. No, I love that, too. Our, our I most love recent that too. monarch. I'm just but, embarrassed uh, that it didn't even occur to me that that was that that would well, make sense. Well, and, you were like, that's a that good totally one. And sense. I was like, mm. it is a good one. It is. It's a great one. It's a it's a it's a great one that makes more sense than like how far back I went. I'm an idiot. OK, uh, give me a word that you feel helps describe like just sort of your feelings about this upcoming weekend. Oh, um, Upcoming weekend. Well, uh, I've had sort of a, I mean, not to, you know, be like morose, but sort of a terrible week this week. Yeah. yeah. This podcast notwithstanding, of course. Um, It it was just, it was eh, a lot of stuff happened this week. So I'll go ahead and say optimistic. Great. And I'm sorry you had a bad week. That's all right. You know, it happens. It happens. But yeah, I, I, when I woke up this morning, I was like, TGIF. Yeah, I am so excited for it to be the weekend and we can put it all behind us. I hear you and I'm here to help facilitate that. Um, Thank you. While I come up with your 100% guaranteed alternate universe MASH life, will you please tell people about some of the wonderful things that they should listen to and check out of yours? Yes, of course. So I am a co-host of a podcast called Daily Tech News Show, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is a daily tech news show. Uh, We do it live, uh, but it's also a podcast, so you can listen to it on demand. In fact, most of our audience does. Uh, We do a video version, but audio people um, for the most part, you know, people who commute or for whatever reason are, you know, trying to catch up with about 30 minutes of tech news. Um, is is uh, is is what I do. That's kind of my day job. But um, in the podcast world, which I've been doing kind of since I left the TV world, uh, once internet video became a really viable thing that a lot of people work in now, um, I also uh, produce 
a variety of other things. Um, if you've ever come across the podcast Unfinished Biz, you won't hear me or see me on it, but I produce it. So I'm kind of a background person there. Um, I really like tinkering behind the scenes, um, as I'm sure lots of uh, lots of people that you work with, Janet, uh, do as well. So, oh, yes. So yeah, that's, that's where you can keep up with me. I mean, I'm Sarah Lane, Sarah with an H, L-A-N-E on like every social network. Perfect. Because I'm a geek, so I always get the name first before everybody else. Good for you. Except TikTok. Somebody mm-hmm. else got there before me. Yeah. So I'm yeah. showing my age. Oh. But yes, yeah, if you if you like to um, listen to people who enthusiastically talk about earnings reports uh-huh. and, <laughs> and what chat GPT will do to the rest of us, uh, you know, sooner than later, then yeah, do check out Daily Tech News Show. Um, it's me and uh, a group of folks, sort of a roundtable. You know, great, we, we great have, group. yeah, great group of folks. Uh, we we've many of us have known each other for quite a few years, and you know, been sort of circling the wagons as yeah. it were. Um, and we can't stay away from each other, so it's I good love times. it. I love it. That's my favorite kind of group. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have your mash future. I feel real good about it. Uh, There's a lot of different stuff going on here, a lot of different things represented. Um, First of all, I'm going to put your apartment inside of Lord of the Rings. Now, I don't know what that means. Where, I mean, that sounds, that sort of sounds like elven to me, like some sort of like beautiful tower in the forest where you have like, you know, I because it's not a standalone. So wherever that fits in for you um, within the Lord of the Rings uh, model of of all these different wonderful worlds that you can access. I That's mean, it's there. Fun- it's funny that you say that because I mean, living in the Shire, like in a hill, no, as you're a little right. Hobbit lady, yeah. is 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 kind of a life goal. So yeah, yeah well, we're, we're, we're on to something here. I want to congratulate you on that because you can go there to your vacation home whenever you want to. Yay. Uh, as if that weren't enough, you can also go right, step right into. And walk that line right alongside Mr. Cash and Ms. Cash. You can go inside, walk a line whenever you want, and Aww, just be yay. in that world and experience that love story. Um, love that. Speaking of love stories, I want to congratulate you for nabbing Rihanna. Now, that's going to make a lot of people very envious. That is a great get. You got yep. uh, you got yourself a phenomenal uh partner there uh, I have to believe she's a fan of a good burrito I just have to believe you know that it. this is somebody who's gonna dig a good burrito 100 so that's happening yeah she's if, not gonna be like oh it's too much no she's gonna no, be like this no, is no. this is this is art and even if for some reason she's not always in the mood for a burrito rest assured your skills as a sh- just master chef not that you're necessarily doing it as a living but that you are doing it with the level of expertise and joy and passion that uh, a truly great chef has you have that so you are bringing all of that to the proverbial and literal table as well so i want to congratulate you on that and then finally i just want to say um whatever queen elizabeth you end up hanging out with it's going to be (laughs) very very cool very interesting uh total peek inside a world that most of us will never really experience and i think it's such a fascinating choice and i can't wait to hear more about it well, I love this alt life of mine. Um, just the idea of me being like, Rihanna, my love, uh-huh. what would you like to eat tonight? <laughs> yes. You know, give, give me something crazy because yeah. I'm such Test a good me. chef. Challenge I can do me. it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm it's into gonna it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Sarah, I'm so glad we did this. Thank you so much for I, doing the pod. Too. Yeah, this was so fun. Oh. I, I 
feel like we've known each other for years. I feel the same way, and I even feel that way about Pinata Sarah. She's been a great <laughs> silent guest. Yeah, she's, she's a woman a of few words. Guest. I love Pinata Sarah, but you know she's she's. Um, She's very supportive. She is. I've been feeling it this whole time. I've been feeling it this mm-hmm. whole time. Everybody, please check out uh, all of Sarah's wonderful work. I would say yes. Um, just like listening to other people talk about tech in a way that makes you feel like you might be able to actually talk about it with someone else, uh, even if you're not an expert and you're like, I've actually learned something that I can carry into the world as I walk through it is rad. So I'm glad you're doing that and all the other stuff that you that you do. Um, everybody else, I will talk to you next time on the podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember when we could save kittens from trees or lunch on skyscrapers, bring the villains to their MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported